The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The weekend, the Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien, said he'd be pushing for the renter's tax credit to be increased to almost €800 Euro as part of his budget demands. And this comes as news emerged that there are significantly more short-term lets available across the country than there are long-term rentals, with more than 18,000 properties available to rent on Airbnb. Now, I'm joined by the CEO of Property District, Carol Tallon, and by uh, the Sinn Féin housing spokesperson, uh, TD Owen O'Brien. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Carol, uh, what did you make of Darrell Bryan's um, interview where he seemed to be suggesting what he's looking for, which normally when you go public means what he's already secured? Um, Good morning, Pat. Thank you. Uh, First of all, I welcome it, but I would say that it doesn't go near near, uh, far enough. The, The reality is that rent at the moment is crippling people. And while this is welcome and Almost every week uh, across some show on News Talk, I've been calling for a greater tax credit for uh, for rent. But this is not enough and, and it is not enough alone. So actually, I think we need something much more radical if we want to actually help the current generation who are stuck in rental to actually become homeowners during their lifetime. Now, one of the things that they're talking about is the help to buy scheme where the state takes uh, equity in a house. It has been confined to new houses that might be extended to secondhand housing as well. Would that make a difference? Yes, it would. And actually, that's the scheme I welcome most. Um, and we understand the importance of stimulating new bills and encouraging new bills into the market. You know, we absolutely don't want to take away from that. But the reality is new bills are costing more than 100000 uh, more than existing buildings on average. And um, as we look towards sustainability, we need to be doing more to tackle the vacant and derelict homes and to actually secure the existing um, home market. So I, I welcome this and I actually think that this has the potential, if rolled out properly, uh, this has, has the potential to be a much greater uh, game changer for home buyers. I think home buyers up and down the country will be more excited about mm. this than the than the um, uh, the one month tax credit. Would it work, or would it simply push up the prices of second hand houses? And um, it, it could work, but it has to be done properly. So, like for example, what we've seen with the vacant derelict home schemes. I mean, I welcome those in theory, but actually, I know in practice they don't work because they only work if somebody owns the property or has inherited the property or for some reason doesn't have to get a mortgage because some of these properties, these derelict properties aren't mortgageable. But also they need to have all of the funds to to renovate um, before they can draw down the scheme. Now I've actually spoken to vacant homes offices around the country and what one person actually said to me was that, um, that try find a contractor who will do all the work and wait to get paid till you pull down the scheme. Now that just shows an absolute disconnect of how business works, how the construction industry works and the, the real challenges that home buyers and, and really struggling uh, would-be home buyers are facing. Yeah. And to me, it feels like the, like the government is saying, speak to your credit union. So the credit union has become our nation's backup and that's a real cop-out. Yeah. Also, the idea, because a lot of mortgages go for approval online, it's a, almost an automated process. Humans get involved maybe at the at the very end to make sure there's nothing dodgy going on. But credit ratings and all that, savings, this can be done online um, by the person seeking a mortgage. But if you're going to be looking for a mortgage for a derelict home, for example, where in the eye of the purchaser of that derelict home, they can see the potential. They know what this fixer-upper can become. 
but you're asking a bank to go along with their surveyor and share that potential vision with the purchaser. And I can't see banks wanting to get into that, that business. I, I'm really glad that you brought up this point because actually um, Ireland's mortgage market is shrinking, which doesn't make sense at all in 2023. And given the the state of our housing um, right now. It, it makes no sense that we shrink mortgage market and yet that's the reality. So actually what needs to happen is something much more radical and I don't believe that traditional mortgages are the way forward because we can see that we have a growing number of people, particularly of the cohort, who are in this struggling to, to buy a property and they're contractors. They're in the gig economy. Our mortgages simply don't provide for that and I'm, quite, I'm so frustrated every time I hear somebody say that um, paying your rent for a number of years does count towards showing repayment capacity because time and time and time again, we see when it comes to a mortgage application that that is not the reality. So actually, our mortgage system just is mm. no longer fit for purpose and we need a much more radical approach to that. If we actually need to, you know, the first step is for either this current government or whoever the likely incoming government is to actually listen and take yeah. the time to understand who are our intended okay. home buyers. Um, Car- Carol, just before I talk to Owen, the, the, the question of the gig economy, like all my life, particularly working in television, I've worked with freelance people, freelance cameramen, freelance uh, uh, sound operators, you know, people who are in the gig economy. And, you know, over the years, they did manage maybe by showing their uh, tax returns over the previous five-year period, they did manage to get mortgages and have homes and so on. What has changed? Because the gig economy, as you said, has got bigger, not smaller. Um, a number of things have changed. So first of all, we, again, we have a shrinking mortgage market, so less competition. So therefore, people who are in PAYE are able to do this much easier. And the reality is that even in the past, and I know that I've been employed for almost two decades, that actually it has always been more difficult for self-employed people. It, and, and right now, if you're self-employed and you have children um, in, and, and are paying childcare, that almost guarantees that you won't get a mortgage. So that's a really big problem and one that we've been, we've been hearing about from home buyers. And by the way, we can add self-builders to this as well. People who are trying to, trying to self-build are finding mortgages extremely difficult to get. There's only really a specialist Um, mortgage lender in the market who's even considering that right now. All right, Carol. That's interesting because uh, obviously uh, banks will lend on existing bricks and mortar that they can see and measure and so on uh, and are not uh, willing to lend maybe on people's vision of what a particular site can become with uh, the appropriate expenditure. Um, Ona Bryn, uh, the minister... You know, he's indicating what he'd like out of the budget, which I suggest is pretty much what he's guaranteed to get. Well, that wasn't the case last year. A, a number of the things that Dara is saying he'd like to see in, in budget 2024 in today's article in the Irish Independent, he said last year and he didn't actually get uh, in the final budget shakedown. I mean, with respect, for example, to the increase in, in the renter's tax credit, Sinn Féin has long argued for a refundable tax credit that would put a full month's rent back into every renter's pocket. And that type of the tax credit should actually be based on the rent that the renter pays. The problem with Dara's proposal, even though an increase would be welcome, is it's filled with all sorts of inequities. So you and I could be two renters living next door. You could be a, a single income renter paying 1,500 euros a month. I could be a couple uh, uh, and therefore we're sharing the rent burden. We would get two of Dara's tax reliefs where you would only get one. And therefore, it needs to be based on the rent that people pay. The other thing is... But is that not a charter to to the landlords? 
um, you know, many of whom are not registered with the PRTB. And by, you know, you're not entitled to the tax credit unless your landlord is so registered. So, you know, it might be difficult for some people to actually claim any advantage offered by the budget. Well, the, the bigger problem, of course, is last year only half of uh, renters claimed uh, uh, the tax relief. And by halfway through this year, only 10% had done. And that's because government has made it exceptionally difficult uh, for renters to get access to the tax relief, particularly, for example, if their landlord isn't registered with the residential but tenancy. Are you suggesting that uh, someone who isn't registered, uh, that the tenant there should qualify for tax relief? Because that's just laughing at the rules and regulations and encouraging landlords not to register. What we would like to see is is tenants treated exactly the same way as landlords are. So, for example, when a landlord is in receipt of the housing assistance payment, uh, uh, RTB registration is only one of a number of proofs that can be provided to be eligible for the HAP payment. Uh, and we think a similar system should be in place uh, for the renter's tax credit. However, we would also like to see much more uh, assertive enforcement of non-registration by landlords. In fact, one of the interesting things of the CSO housing report the week before last is it's actually suggested that we have 330,000 private rental properties in the state. The Residential Tenancies Board for 2021, the most recent year, we have data indicated only about 260,000 registered tenancies. Now, that gap of about 50,000, I'm not suggesting they're all non-registration, but non-registration is a real issue. But a tenant can't register and therefore a tenant should not be penalised and denied their renters tax credit where a landlord doesn't register greater enforcement, but also uh, uh, more flexibility for the applicant. So if they can provide a tenancy agreement, if they can demonstrate rent is being paid or RTB registration, they should be the qualifying criteria. Um, In terms of radical proposals, I mean, the idea that uh, the state in some way would become the provider of mortgages, I suppose inadvertently it was when it was owning big chunks of AIB and Bank of Ireland, but you know, did not interfere in their activities. The idea of some sort of a state bank, a mortgage bank, does that recommend itself to you? Well, the state already provides mortgages through the local authority uh, mortgage. It's been doing so for about 100 years. The actual big problem here uh, is house prices are too high. Um, And if you look at, for example, the number of local authority mortgage approvals and drawdowns over the last number of years, they've collapsed. And the reason why is because the price of houses is too high. So the really radical policy is actually delivering very, very large numbers of homes at dramatically reduced prices uh, uh, through the uh, affordable housing scheme that we've been proposing for some years. What's quite worrying about Darrow... When you say delivering these houses at an affordable price, when we heard that the price of new houses is on average from Carol, a hundred grand more expensive uh, than a second-hand equivalent house, what you're really saying is that the taxpayer subsidises the the building of houses absolutely for sale? Absolutely not. In fact, the the very detailed uh, affordable purchase leasehold model that we've uh, uh, introduced some years ago requires no subsidy. What happens is if you take that €400,000 price of an average starter home in Dublin, only half of that is the bill cost. And the rest is a mixture of land and land profit, developers' profit on top of the builder's margin uh, and a variety of other costs. There is a way of local authorities delivering really good quality homes for people to buy, paying much closer the full cost of construction, but not purchasing the land, not paying for the site servicing. Those things are held on to by the state. And when the purchaser in the future wants to sell the home, and they would be free to do so, they sell it to another affordable purchaser at the future affordable purchase price. 
So what you're trying to do is create a situation where people can uh, uh, have homes that they can own, that they can privately trade, but that are permanently affordable and no subsidy is required. Um, but if you look at Darrell Bryan's interview, the two things he wants to do more of are two things that are actually causing part of the problem at the moment. So help to buy, um, he doesn't want to extend help to buy secondhand homes, but he is suggesting that the total amount of, of uh, uh, tax relief should be increased. We know help to buy pushes up house prices. He's then suggesting that the uh, uh, very, very controversial shared equity first home scheme could be applied to secondhand properties. All that will do is push up the price of those and narrow the very significant gap between new homes and secondhand homes. The focus yeah. has to be on delivering large volumes of homes at prices people can afford, not pump priming uh, 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 the demand side, which pretty much every economist that's come before our Rockers Housing Committee uh, uh, commenting on these schemes has told us that will push up house prices. House prices have to start coming down, as do rents. And what's most worrying about Dara's interview is nothing about increased targets for affordable homes to buy, for affordable homes to rent, for social homes or no new measures to reduce the escalating levels of homelessness. It really is an interview that says, you know, he's going to stick with the plan that he's had for the last number of years, a plan that's making things worse. Okay, Owen, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Owner Bryn, a Sinn Féin uh, housing spokesperson. Uh, and uh, before that, we were talking to Carol uh, Tallon, CEO of Property District. Well, now, if you're saving for a house... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.